Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail. It's always happy hour somewhere. And enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. That's 
for all of your room rates and for we have 24-hour pool and jacuzzi, breakfast every morning, happy hour every evening. They do poolside margaritas every Sunday. They do poolside rum punches every Saturday. So thanks to our hosts, John and Sandy, and, of course, the manager, Raymond, that keeps everybody in line. So big shout-out to the Indulge Resort. We are here for two more days, and I've enjoyed every day. And what's the drink for Monday? Uh, what do they do for Monday? Just happy hour and breakfast. Everything. Yeah, weekends, weekends we get the, the cocktails by the poolside. It's very nice. They have little margarita glasses they fill. They walk around and fill up with brownies, uh, cookies. So very nice. And then um, we also want to give a shout-out to all our sponsors for the media. We wanted to give a big shout-out to Pink Banana Media. They have offices both in New York and Los Angeles. If you're an LGBT-owned business, are looking for a great group to partnership, for media services, um, go to Pink Banana Media. Matt Scalarin runs the New York office, and Fabrice Cassendo runs the L.A. office. So thanks for them for helping us out on this trip. The I Love Gay 360 Twitter network, if you're on Twitter at all, you've seen all of their hashtags and all their handles. I Love Gay LGBT, I Love Gay Pond Springs, I Love Gay this, that, and the other. They are an excellent uh Network to get your product shout out. They've been shouting out for road trip for the past two months now. We want to give a big shout out to them. Thank you very much. I love Game 360 Twitter Network. Also, the now trending app, which is part of Hillcrest Social in beautiful San Diego, California. If you haven't downloaded the now trending app, you can find all of the great LGBT happenings in San Diego, Indio, LA County, so much more. Be sure to download the app. Thanks to them for shouting us out all month long. Part of our gift bags, of course, as I said, we have Double Dipper here. Mr. Scott Travis is part of CBT Candle and Travis Hunt Productions. We're going to talk about both of those in just a little while when we go into that. He's furnished fantastic candles, CBD oil that is helping my back. Thank you very much for that. We have all that sorts of fun yeah. goodies. Yeah. I always want to try that. And then we want to give a big shout out to Cassie's Book Confections. Everyone got a fantastic little sugar cookie in their bag made by Cassie right out here in Southern California. And also donated uh, from Patches O'Hool. They have anything under the rainbow sign, LGBT, LMNOP. If you want a patch for something, transgender, um, bisexual, gay, whatever it has to be. You can go to Patches O'Hool, O-H-O-U-L. They're out of my neck of the woods in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. Thanks for doing Patches for us. What does Patches do Patches? Uh, patches, they do Patches with every kind of LGBT things and pins. So there's little pins that gay pins there and Patches. You can do stuff. They're all LGBT, LMOP things. And then a big shout-out to my good friend, Dennis and Goyan in Las Vegas, who did my lovely embroidered gift bags for everybody with the Left and Straight logo on that. So thanks to all my sponsors. We definitely appreciate all the help they did in getting us out here. So let's go ahead and dive into it, everybody. Welcome to Palm Springs. My first question for you all, because we are in the throes and final days of Pride Month, I would like you to share with the listeners your own coming out story to yourself. When did you come out to yourself? And what does Pride mean to you, Miss Mr. Perry. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's see. I, I guess I 
came out when I was sucking the neighbor boy's dick. That would be a good oh, hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? I'm not going to follow that. <laughs> you can say that on the air. All right. You came out to yourself when you met up with the neighbor boy. Yeah, that would be about 11 or so. So, yeah, I, yep, I pretty much knew that. So. Wow. And what does pride mean to you, my friend? Uh, pride means to me the just continuing the, the, the struggle and the, the advancement of, of gay and queer and our, our alphabet city people together. I love that. Very cool. Mr. Sam Zimmerman? Uh, I guess uh, Willie Ames and Curly Box. Willie yeah. Ames, for those of you in our age group, yes. Uh-huh. Thank you. Eight is enough. There you go. Pride? Um, celebrating who you are, whatever beautiful thing that is. I like it. Mr. Scott Travis? I can take my phrases. <laughs> I can take my phrases. I can read mine. Okay. I'm also a psychic. Okay. Yeah. I'd say pride members are just who you are. Be, be proud of who you are, whether you're gay, straight, or whatever, but just be proud. Mm-hmm. Be prideful of who you are. My first gay experience, or whatever. I don't know how it got the gay when you come out to yourself, when I was talking about it, okay, thank you very much. That's exactly my question was. When did you come out to yourself? Every day. Do you remember? I come out every single day. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, it just keeps going over and over and over again. When I realized I was gay, I just realized that I just moved on to the next problem. No bother me. Never had faith. So, I like that. Yeah. I mean, there's two parts of that. There's one thing, like, when you know you have those feelings, mm-hmm. and it's another, for those that they're old enough, when you acknowledge it to yourself, you're going to do something, and then acknowledging to other people. Right. So it's a, a multi-step process. It's not like, you know, you just suck a cock and right. suddenly, you know? Why maybe, you know? It was, maybe, maybe it was for you. And by the I way, don't know. you know the phrase, don't shit where you eat? And God bless you. <laughs> no, I said it on a previous show. I mean, those of us of a certain age, um, when I came out, first, I didn't know anybody in high school that was gay, so I didn't know anyone as a child growing up. Um, you assume the theater kids were, but we didn't know for sure. Um, <laughs> you did, Greg Griffin, we thought you were a hunter. Um, but anyway, um, but then I, I grew up in the late 90s. I got out of high school in the late 90s, or 80s, I mean. So uh, AIDS was a big thing then. So I'm here. I'm living in Southern California. There's this thing going on that I don't even know. I'm not talking to myself what, what being gay is all about. There's a disease going back. We're supposed to be getting gay guys. And I'm afraid to come out in my city, so I, in West Covina, California. So I go to L.A., and it was a scary time. I thought, it was, for me, it was a very scary time. Yeah, I mean, every time it took me a long time to come out. had a cough or something, you would naturally think that that was going to happen. You didn't know what it was. It was scary. But yeah, like you said, I came out, I knew at 14, same thing I, from different people. I kind of, I think I like that. Yes. But um, I, <laughs> I didn't come out to myself until later in life, that's for sure. Please? Yeah, well, pride is uh, accepting, it's more about accepting really who you are. Uh, you know, this, for me, I was like 10, 10 years ago, I was, I was already adult, so it was not, you know, in childhood. And it was a little rough, a little tough, but did it. It's not something that I, you know, uh, 
separating from from straight men. I mean, I accepted it. It was a little hard, but I moved forward. And yeah, I, mean, I have nothing to say. Well, it's, it's LA though too, and there's acting professions that you have your careers to think of. I think it's becoming a little open now. Really but yeah, exactly. Um, nobody probably would listen to me anyway. It's all the people in Chicago listening. Um, no, talk, uh, talk about that a bit. The LGBT in the entertainment industry. It still seems like um, a lot of a lot of things are coming out. Thank you. Um, a lot of we have a lot of web series now, but as far as mainstream, it's all still coming out shows. The thing that I like the most, I don't know if you guys saw, um, what is it, Book Club or what was the one that? Um, book, yeah, Book Yeah, I really um, want to see that movie. Yeah. It's supposed to be amazing. The actress that did it um, was her first time directing job, and what's supposed to be groundbreaking about it. And it's actually a fully realized lesbian character. All of our stories are all coming out stories of some kind. Love, Simon, great movies about coming out story. All these movies that we see were coming out so many times. Like I said, let's just have a story of a well-defined LGBT character so we can just move on already. But, um, but there's many places around the world that still an issue of coming right. So there, I just was at a theater performance downtown I think Thursday, and it was um, LGBTQ doing storytelling and, and uh, combined with um, some performers in India. And they were telling stories, and a lot of their stories are. So I was thinking the same thing. Their stories were really about coming out because it's so far behind where right. we are today. But it was really fascinating to hear, especially um, lesbian stories and cutting hair. Right. was a big deal for an Indian. Right. Talk about it from behind the camera standpoint. I mean, you write mainstream primarily. I'm, well, thank you. You do. I'm proud of very well. Yeah, um, <laughs> so it's like um, I love your Selgetti story though, because I think we talked about that before. That even on Golden Girls, you were kind of you were in the closet. Yeah. yeah I might have told this to you before, but because when you were talking about the early days, um, when you're on a staff of writers, like you sit around like this and. Talk about, oh, what did you do over the weekend? And my writing partner and I had gone to a garage sale in Silver Lake where we were renting the place. And we had bought some stuff, but it was an aid garage sale. So someone had died in there and selling your stuff. And everyone on staff freaked out. You guys, you got a sweater, you got to burn it, you got to get rid of everything. So you have to remember it's, it's hard for some young people to understand that's where we were when there wasn't the knowledge or the people that lived with the disease. Right. It was a death time, and people were scared and they didn't know. So that was the time we were living in. And what? Is there stuff on mine? That's all we have. Sorry, I just wanted to You're distracting me. I know. <laughs> um, so it was a different time, so I think that's why, um, you know, we were scared to come out because we didn't, you know, we would keep a job, and we were told at that point it was literally an all-boys straight network. It's all boys, white boys straight network. Right. Job and that that's all that was there. Did you ever feel pressure not to write gay because of all of that? Well, we I pressure mean, not to come out of the closet, and we were right. literally told if you go to a function, you had to bring a woman with you, and which we did in the first couple of years of our career. And then there's a free paper in LA called the LA Weekly. It's uh, not as big as it was back then. It was like that's where you got your information because it was before the internet. Right. And uh, we were asked to be in there with our pictures. And our agents were like, 
you can't have your picture taken. So we got to take it on the back lot of Warner Brothers, and it was in there, and um, I celebrate it, and I think I've gotten a lot of work actually from it uh, for being so open. But I just felt like I had to do who I am, and it helps me be the writer I am. Right. I love that. I love that. And, Scott, you kind of on both sides. You're doing both. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. You're doing straight web series or, or regular series, and you're doing an LGBT series. Do you feel, one, harder to fund or pressure? I mean, there's so much behind the scenes going on. Are you finding well, a difference at all? There is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But uh, <clears throat> I haven't really um, – I, I, I tried to do a lot, to be honest with you, is because I don't really – I've really never seen that. I've never seen the difference. I've never, I've never my mother's an actress, and I'm, you know, it's Kathy Garver, and I, I've been entertained my whole life, and I've seen it my whole life, but I've never seen behind the scenes to the point where you, all boys club, you know, straight white. And I, I've never seen that. Right. So um, having Lakeview, and, you know, we're funny Lakeview, and we're funny Aunt Sissy, and, and, and both Aunt Sissy is very straight. We now put a little gay spin on it with some gay characters that live next door. And Michael Parker. I love that he points to me. But I, I, I really haven't really seen much of a difference between the two. Now, when we get into production for both, I have a feeling that there's going to be some. But your mother changes. never talked about what it was like. Um, But uh, 
it was something I was I was cast to do something else. It was not working out. Suddenly, I came out with a, a, a joke or something that I just did it, and then they liked it. So why instead of doing this, why don't you do that? Right. And that's why I'm so let's do it because we didn't have much time. I have to provide, and it didn't work pretty good. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I like that. And Terry, talk about the art scene, especially Palm Tom Springs is a very gay city. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and talk about art. Art is very subjective. Uh, kind of, we have all kinds of artists, obviously. Yeah. Illustrating everything. But there are some fantastic galleries around here. Is it does it spread the same way as the city? More gay or is it equal? You know, it's pretty equal because just to, I mean, most people don't want a big giant penis hanging on their walls for some reason. Think yourself. <laughs> yeah, love that.
doubts close in I know that you'll be there I won't despair My dream come true Who knew? Baby, it's you Ammo, I falter I lose control Your soul pulls me through Baby, it's you You know just what to do You bring me All I could ask for you Give me I guess I'll start. I guess I'll start. I guess I'll start to believe. I guess I'll start. I guess I'll start. I guess I'll start. I guess I'll start to believe. I guess I'll start to believe. And we are back. Welcome back to Let the Straight Show live from the Indo Resort in beautiful Palm Springs, California. I am talking with Terry Hastings, Stan Zimmerman, Scott Travis, and Luis Tashara. I'm here with Luis from Brazil. <laughs> we're having a great show here in Palm Springs. Uh, we're doing a couple of group talks here. We talked about what's Friday Mentalist and coming out. Um, right now, of course, New York is blowing up rainbow glitter everywhere. They have World Pride and New York City Pride and uh, Stonewall 50th anniversary yeah, and everything. Um, but, uh, by the way, I think tonight, after the show, they're doing a, a Stonewall thing downtown. Is that right? You know what I'm saying about that? I don't know anything about that. The Chamber of Commerce is closing that. down arenas yeah. and doing a Stonewall celebration tonight. In the gay neighborhood of Palm Springs tonight. Come on, let's look at it. We'll see. Gay neighborhood? The whole place is gay. Well, that's true. <laughs> let's talk about... Excuse me, guys. Um, let's talk about LB Travel. I'm here on vacation from Ohio. You guys are coming in a little bit. There's hot months here. You're living in Palm Springs now. Where does the Palm Springian go on vacation, Terry? Um... San Diego. I mean, if it's if it's a quick little getaway, but that's what all uh, the the beach people and LA people come running out here for their sunshine, and we go running back there for some coolness and clouds and stuff like and that. And you try to get away from the gay. I mean, there's so much of it here. You go to non-gay resorts. You go to regular. What what's your purpose? Uh, I mean, honestly, usually I'm running back to uh, to photograph something somewhere. So it's usually some landmark or some some place with forest where I can get somebody naked, you know, it's that's usually what I'm looking for. <laughs> We're gonna talk all about this later on. As you can see, it's gonna take a quick turn that. Um Sam Zimmerman yeah. rarely gets to take vacation. I don't talk I don't about even vacation. Try well you gotta I haven't made this a work vacation. Exactly. I have a meeting tomorrow. But, what do you do for your off time when there's off time? What kind of getaways do you like? I to do? nap. Nap. I napping is good. Um, 
Unfortunately, I don't. Uh, New York City is my vacation spot. Um, also, my uh, nieces and nephews and sister and brother-in-law are back east, so I like to spend time with them. Nice. And I kind of made, uh, I used to take a lot of big trips. And when my sister had kids, I decided I was going to stop the world traveling and take my trips back east and oh, that's very get cool. to know them and really have a relationship with them. And I'm really glad so that they can take care of me when I'm old. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. yeah, there's got to be that, that, that alternative there. Scott, what do you like to do? Do you travel much? And where do you like to get away from it all? Let's travel. Let's travel. Let's travel. You go one <laughs> place from A to Z. I don't go anywhere. I have three companies. I have no five. Um, if I go anywhere, I go to San Francisco. I go visit my family. Or I love Hawaii. That's about it. I love Hawaii. San Diego actually is a great city. I, I, I go down there a lot, too. But Very cool. Not as often as I'd like. And, Luis, we're going to talk about, I mean, you came here seven years ago and went directly to New York and L.A. Have you got to explore the rest of the country? Is there any place you'd like to explore? What, what would a vacation time be for you? Don't say Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You start visiting. There's nothing wrong yeah. with visiting Ohio. Why not? No, I, I don't know. I, the only part of the country that I know is New York first. And uh, New Hampshire, I stayed four months before I actually moved. I spent some time volunteering just to pick up the language and be able to, you know, to oh, nice. okay. learn the language, uh, New Hampshire, and California. That's pretty much Maine. I've spent some time in Maine, but uh, since I came, it's just like school projects, um, work, side jobs. So the country really took me over. Is there any place you want to go? Uh, Hawaii. A big Hawaii is a place that I've uh, dreamed to go. The temple. I'm a little afraid of going there and never coming back here when you're on fuck everything. I was just live there. It's expensive, but it's worth it. It's, it's, a, it's a nice place to visit. <laughs> a job there. Why? Why is expensive to live there? Yeah, to live maybe yeah. an active vacation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, but it's, yeah, it's not more expensive than here. Yeah. But you got Hawaii, everything's imported, so it yeah. costs like double because well, you're importing it. Except for. Except pineapple. <laughs> And, and my no, question, 
my question that I think is interesting is we have now for the first time that we know of a openly gay man running for a democratic place who's also trying to bring religion back at the same time, which is this very paradoxical everything that, that he's standing for. Do we think this is going to be a positive thing in the end run? Um, what, what are your thoughts? Do you have to be about You don't have to be political. Uh, no, it don't get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out a way. Uh, no, it's, it's, but it, I, what I love is all the Democrats that are running and just the message, message, message of either socialism or socialized medicine don't or say that word, sorry, so, socially democratic uh, issues um, that just uh, put them all in the news and just make it normal that we hear all this stuff and we become normal. Because but isn't that too many? I feel like we're just we're wasting energy on, and I'm not saying for anybody specific to get out, but like some of these people, I think now people are getting into it because it sells their brand. They're selling right. brand. They saw what happened, and if they make it, they make it. If not, now they have books and uh, a TBQ, and they, you right. know. But the good thing is we have 20 people going up for debates in two days. Yeah. So that's way too many. We're hoping that's going to knock at least 10 of them out, hopefully. Because you're right. I think it's just uh, people are going to build a brand, to sell a book, to do whatever they're going to do. Um, but I, I think we do have a strong candidate in all of them. Um, some of them don't have a chance at heck. We all know that. But um, any other but you, never know. you never know. You never know. You never know. I had Pete Buttigieg on my show before he officially announced. Um, he is as smart and charming off air as he is on air. I think his husband should run. His husband probably went before did that chat today. He's an amazing person. He had the indulge. You know, I almost invited because they were Ryan Murphy's house last I'm week for a big fundraiser. So they had a huge fundraiser. And I was going to see if they want to come. I'll see because I still have some ends of the campaign, but I decided not to. Okay. So I thought I'd have to do a fundraiser. I didn't want to do a fundraiser, to be honest with you. I didn't bring any long pants. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring long pants or jackets. And oh my God. I no, I have one pair of long pants. No jackets, though. And Ellie was cool. No, I'm not happy. <laughs> Any other thoughts on politics at this time, Mr. Stanley, besides we have way too many people out there? Uh, we have to have a woman this time on the ticket. I'm sorry. Somewhere on the ticket. I would love two women on the ticket. That would be my ideal choice. It's I would love a Kamala Buttigieg or... Um, Warren is really smart, and I just like the way she's articulating everything. Any thoughts, Scott? No. I'm shaking my head. I... That's your third rail? What does that mean? Uh, what does that mean? Why? Um, I, I, I don't want to I, – I, I, I just don't want to talk politics. That's all because I, I will go on for the next three four hours, and I don't want to. Gotcha. Because okay. I, I just don't believe in anything that's going on right now. What does that mean you don't believe me? Oh, yeah, I, I, no. still, I still think that I'm, we're in some sort of re, other reality because um, I don't believe that he's actually president. I think, you know, there are still in denial phase of it. I'm not there right now. Okay, there are seven stages. Yeah, and hopefully you'll get to the seven no, before. Uh, he's, yeah. not, he's not a dumb businessman. He's a smart businessman. He's just an asshole of a president. Well, he's not. Uh, how is he a I don't smart businessman when he's had so many failures in companies. Correct. That's not a smart businessman. He's smart that he yeah. has to pay his bills and got away with it. There you go. But yeah. he's not he's a good smart. 
He's I, a crafty. Friend. As far as I'm concerned, he's a crafty criminal. He's an asshole. I like that. That's a crafty criminal. There you go. And Luis, you go from Brazil, which is a very, like you said, conservative country to begin with, and now you pay attention to politics here, and like same old stuff you don't want to deal with. No. Uh, I pay attention a little bit uh, about immigration. It's a process that I'm still going through, but um, I'm kind of ignorant with politics, and I I really try to understand Brazil was not possible. Right. Here, I, I just can't. I don't know. I, I prefer not even say anything about it. Right. I know it's a very scary moment for a lot of people here. Mr. Trump. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the immigration thing. You said you're going through it now. Is, do you – is it harder than you thought? Is it more complicated than you thought? Is it, are they not doing anything? What, what's your process been like? Um, I've been I've, I've been changing my my uh, my status here so many times. I came as a tourist, got into school, student visa, came back to Brazil, came back to the tourist again, moved to uh, started the second course as a student. OPT, it has been a nightmare, this back and forth thing. And uh, the only thing that I know is it, 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 the process of becoming a citizen can be very distressful, and I don't think there is any desire of uh, Trump, you know, administration to make this easier. And I understand the reasons why. You know, right. I mean, you can't open doors for whoever wants to come over, sure. and then suddenly but they're not opening the door. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it has been, it's a rough road. And do I, you ever fear that someone can come knocking at your door? And I never feared. I don't know. Fear. I just trust that I have, you know, my dream, my goal, and you're contributing. You're contributing. And they look at your last name. Do you fear that? No. You don't. No. And somehow, well, maybe I don't know. I just I I don't I don't, I'm not scared. If if for some reason you know they send back to Brazil for whatever reason, I I'm fine with that. I will deal. You know, but think of the people that aren't going back to a country where you have family. People that go, are going right. to go back. I would say, you have to go back. You're not going back to a country where your family's going to be headed. I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah. your children killed or forced into getting. Yeah. You know, that's what's that's so hard for people to understand. Everyone wants just a better life. That's why they're coming here. Asylum is not illegal, it's a, it's a process yeah. here. And so when that corrupt criminal keeps saying, you know, there's legal ways to come in. No, he's cut things off for them to legally come in. They right. don't want brown people in this country. Let's just say what it is. Yep. Well, we're going to go into that all in just a little bit because we have Sam Zimmerman here having an amazing play about it. It's still going around. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to each of these fantastic gentlemen individually. We're going to play out with a little bit of David Hernandez, Beautiful. I'm surrounded by four beautiful men here in the Indoor Resort and beautiful downtown Palm Springs. You'll see the Left of Strange show. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Go ahead, Jordan. Father in the sky and they're starting to align. I see you passing by and we're slowing down the side. Now my love is flashing by. All I see is flashing lights. Cause you're right here by my side Can you feel it come alive? If this were a love song Would you be mine? I just can't get you off of my mind And I think about you all day and night So I wrote 
a lot of great conversations started, and it talks about what we were talking about before. Uh, fill everyone in. Immigration, yeah. So we're bringing it back. Uh, I cast everyone in the attic with Latinx actors, and we're going to be doing three shows at Temple Emmanuel, October 24th and 25th. Uh, two uh, Thursday and Friday shows at 10.30, aimed at students, and then on the 24th, one evening show for adults. And the reason we're doing it is we want to get more students. We, towards the end of our last run, we've done two runs here so far. We did a two-month run in January and February, and we started getting a lot of school groups buying out the entire, but it was only 50-seat theater, and now we'll be in a 250-seat theater. So we can maybe get like Yay. four or five and they have talkbacks, and it's so important because for some of these kids, it's the first time they've ever seen a play. And so they're not only seeing a play, but they're also seeing a play with their contemporaries on stage. We have right. a 15-year-old Latina girl playing Anne and a 16-year-old mm. boy playing Peter. And so they really hook into their storyline. And when those two characters kiss, they're like, ah, we got like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. It's like they're watching a CW show, which is great. That's what we want to do. And right. after, like, we're, like, taking pictures with them, and they're so excited. And they're like, are you two boyfriend and girlfriend? And whatever gets them into it, I'm happy about. So if there's anybody out there that knows or is connected to any schools, please contact me, or we, we need to get more schools in there. Because I learned uh, at, through the audition process, uh, through the girl that's playing Anne, I asked her at the audition when she read the book, and she said she never had. And that's wow. when smoke came out of my ears. I'm like, this is more than a play for me now. It's really an educational tool. Right. So um, it's not mandatory reading in Southern California anymore and a lot of places around the United States. So um, we need to get kids in to see it. And then we're going to a theater festival in Vancouver in November for five shows. And I'll come on and tell you Yay. about that. We're very, very excited. Nice. And bring it to Canada. And we have a documentary crew following us and filming this whole adventure as it unfolded. None of us knew that it would turn into this worldwide controversy, right. but if that's what's meant to be, that's, you know, it just provokes a conversation that's important about this subject. I love it. And that's really what's, what's been taking place with your theater because we talk about um, not only Diary Van Frank, but I want to talk about. Um, yes, Virginia the second. I also want to talk about um, uh, right before I go. Right before I go, because um, these are all teachable moments. We have the LGBT community, especially, is hit by suicide very strongly. We've all been touched by it in some way or another. Um, and then just the fact of families and everything. Let's start with uh, right before I go. Yeah. So July sixth, I will be in Bethesda. Uh, not only presenting my play about suicide notes, but acting in it. So but, uh, it started because a very good friend of mine died by suicide about six years ago, and I wanted to do something to raise awareness, so I started collecting real suicide notes like Kurt Cobain and war veterans and LGBTQ and little girls that were bullied. I thought if I could create like vagina monologues, I could do a piece and raise awareness, and it could be done all over the world, just four actors reading at right. a music stand. Um, and we got this great director, Michael Wilson, who's done a lot of Broadway shows. And last summer, he suggested, he said, if there's any way that you could, when you tell your story of your, my friend Kevin, you bring humor and insight into it, it would really help humanize the piece and help bring audience in. So I said, oh, okay, I didn't really want to write. I just wanted it to be the notes and facts. 
Right. But I started opening myself up, but that meant opening my heart again to the story right. and pouring it out. And so I created a narrator me character. And the more we develop it, the more I have to keep putting myself out there. And I've done it two times, once in Orlando, and I did it at Claremont High School with high school students, faculty, and school board members last October, and that was a beautiful experience. And I'm going to be doing it with mostly teens, 12 to 18-year-old teens, uh, that are now just today started uh, a, one, a two-week program on week two of the program. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, can't wait, I can't wait to meet them. And I, we have found uh, that the teens want to discuss this. They have grown up in a world where they're, as we talked earlier today, right. about they don't know if they're coming home from school every day. And so they're much more open to discussing it. The parents are the ones that have been a little nervous about right. If we talk about it, will that open it up too, too much? And we found talking about it is okay. So we need to keep talking and to hopefully remove the shame around that subject. I love that. And, yes, Virginia, I mean, like, talked about this quite a few times because mom and I was able to get a sneak peek of it yeah. beforehand a couple of years back uh, with the lovely Mindy Sterling. Um, but talk about that as such a great piece and that kind of it touches on more of the suicide but it also talks about just a relationship. Yeah, so it came about because my mother was refusing to move away from her condo in Santa Barbara and she was experiencing early dementia and so we're just batting around ideas of what where she can go because she couldn't we knew she couldn't live by herself much longer so she said well what about um, if our, the housekeeper that we grew up with in Detroit she could move in with me and I said well Virginia's not living anymore so that's not a possibility but a good idea and I'm like but it would make a great play so it's a two character play about these two women uh, aging and their families want to them to make a move and know they can't be alone. And in the end, I hate to give away the ending, but uh, they come up with a solution that they can help each other. And we're doing uh, two stage readings in uh, Royal Oak, Michigan, on August 10th and 11th uh, at Stagecrafters. And I'm not really involved with it, except I will be going into the and speak after. And I'm very excited that this play, you know, can bring people and especially. Uh, have families see it. It's a very family-oriented script. It has the feeling of a Golden Girls episode, really funny, but also touching. Oh, right. I, I saw it three times. There right. you go. Three times. Okay. Did you really? Yeah, I saw it three times. It's a fact. Yeah. I love it. It's work. Yeah. It was great. So, right. And it's set in Michigan, so it's going to be really right. great to have do it in Detroit, where I'm from, and have all the Detroit references. So I'm super excited to just hear it there, and the goal, hopefully, is to do a full production there in the following year. Yeah, I love it. And then I want to talk about, when we're talking Michigan, let's talk about Grand Rapids, something called warm cheese. What yeah, is that? What is that? So um, my friend Teresa, uh, she's the one woman show that I directed at Fringe Festival, I think two or three years ago. And um, so it's a, her complicated one woman show about her relationship with her mother and what happens when you don't have a great relationship with the parent. And so the arc of it is really figuring out how you, and when the parent ends up dying, you haven't had that closure with them, what do you do? <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about a complicated mother relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, see, we did it at French Festival. We had a great time. And so uh, 
uh, it's going to be at the Grand Rapids uh, Comedy Festival. Uh, I'm going to be there August 15th and doing a talk back after, but it's 15th, 16th, and 17th. And then she got it into this United Solo show on Theater Row in New York City in wow. October. So it's so exciting that uh, show that we worked on is actually going to be um, on 42nd Street in New York. So, that is yeah. fantastic. I love it. Let's wrap it up with the greatest hits because, you know, I'm a huge Gold, or a Gilmore Girls fan. Yeah. And there's a couple of festivals this year. We've gone to the one in Connecticut before. You have Kent, another one to yeah, go to. Kent, Connecticut. And there's a cruise for the Golden Girls. Yeah, I have, I'm, I'm going to be running around the country a little bit, which I love, and meeting people that love these shows. It's just, I've met the greatest people. Uh, and they come from all over with Gilmore Girls. Uh, Brazil we had. We have mothers and daughters from Brazil. We had England. Uh, they come to this little town, Kent, Connecticut. That's the last weekend of September. And then uh, this year, for the first time in Unionville, Canada, which is outside of Toronto, we're doing uh, Fest- a Gilmore Girls Fan Festival the first week of October. And you can go to the Gilmore Girls Fan Fest and, and find out all the – and all, a lot of the cast are coming back and – a lot of people that work behind the scenes, and so you get to hang with us and hear all the gossip about the show and a fun little thing. about Cruise. Oh, the Cruise. So uh, the Golden Girls Cruise is the end of February and beginning of March. Now there's two of them because they were so popular. And Which um, one? I'm only asking you because my uh, mom's doing the child stars one. Oh, really? A cruise out of uh, Mexico, LA, Mexico. Yeah, this is yeah, out of Miami. It's going to Miami, uh, Key West, Cozumel. I've never been to Mexico. I'm very excited. Cool. Uh, so it's you. four days. <laughs> well, that'll be a cramp. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that's going to be really fun. And Jim Colucci's going. Uh, you know, about that Golden Girls book. Yeah, of course. And um, there's going to be a lot of craziness on that on that. Uh, Lots of fun yeah, stuff. It's the company that started it. And they didn't know it would turn into this thing. And then Seth Meyers started talking about it on his late night show. And then suddenly it was like everywhere. And that's how I found out. We're going to try to get you and Jim to call in via oh my God, that'll be fun. satellite yeah. phone from the That'd be great. That'll be a lot of fun. Definitely do that. I got to go. It was really fun with my first, my second week here. I got a VIP tour of Warner Brothers Studios, and I've never been to I've been to Universal, I've been to Paramount, never been to Warner Brothers. So I have my picture taken out of Miss Patty's dance oh, studio. They're redoing her roof, though. They're redoing her roof. So it, it, it was not as much fun as it would have been, but you, the doors are unmistakable. Yeah. Obviously, it's Miss Patty. So. No, I used to pay a lot of fun for me. You used to pay what the I used to pay bill. I used to pay for Gemma Bill. I used to pay for Gemma Bill. You're the one? Yeah, I was head of finance and
So we're going to move on to the next news in a second. Let's go ahead and play out. Speaking of pride, the lovely and talented Ms. Taylor Swift has a new anthem she brought out, featuring over 20 cameos of LGBT and YouTube celebrities. So let's do a little Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down. You're listening to Lefty Straight Show right here on Lefty Straight Radio Network. Take it away, Jordan. Nice. So it just it they just 
let me do but whatever I wanted to do. I learned, you know, drums for band, and I was in the choir, and then it was theater. I eventually got a degree in theater at Cal State Northridge, and uh, and then uh, I had a partner, and we had a clothing store, and then we, it was the uh, late 90s, and we had to come up with this thing called a website. It was brand <laughs> new. Uh, and so then... Um, uh, so then we had to come up with pictures and uh, first had friends shooting in film, but then there was this new thing called digital cameras. Wow. And I figured out, I, I know I could, I figured out, I, I'll just figure out how to do this <laughs> myself. And so that's kind of what got me into photography and I just stuck with it from there. Do you always have a good eye for these things? Is it something you've been able to train yourself to do? Are you self-taught? Do you take any classes? No, no classes. Yeah, it's self-taught. It's, uh, I mean, and I started with the Sony CyberShot, uh, just a little point and click. And actually, um, from the uh, clothing store that we opened in Minneapolis, the very first week that we opened, Bibi Zahara Benet walks in, uh, winner of RuPaul's Drag Race right. one. Uh, but this was way before, and then she goes, she's going to be on stage with Cindy Lauper for Pride that year, and she wanted us to design her a dress. Wow. So we designed one up, and we call her up, and she goes, it's going to be $6,000, and she goes, honey, I'm a drag queen. I don't have any money. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, so we created something a little less, and uh, <laughs> but then uh, Bibi and I became great friends, and immediately we shot a uh, um, bathing suit calendar. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a month into knowing how a camera works. I have no clue how Photoshop works, but it's like, let's go. Let's just do it. So. And talk about digital work as opposed to everything else. Is there a lot of manipulation now? Um, do you try not to? What's your take on it? My take is uh, to be a good photographer, get it, get it in the camera, get, get your photo properly. Um, with that being said, there are uh, some of my newest stuff are kind of Hockney collages, which have multiple photos, which I need Photoshop to put all these photos on top of photos to do it. But I still try to make sure that the photo is, is correct, and I'm not going to just fix it in post. Well, if you're watching the show live on Blog Talk, you can look at some of the pictures that Gary was nice up and sent some over so you can see it in the slideshow. Look over there at the Blog Talk site. You're able to see some of these fantastic pictures. You also have almost, they look like watercolors. Uh, talk about those. Yeah, no, that was, um, that's a whole thing from Palm Springs because we have all of our pools out here. Right. Um, so what I, I uh, was, one day was just taking pictures of hot boys in pools. That's what you do out here. <laughs> and uh, one of the boys went under to get completely wet, and I, I clicked the photo while he was under and then once he came back up and you got to look at it later on, you were like, oh, that's super cool because the water just takes everything and distorts things and makes it look like an impressionistic painting. Right. Uh, so when you look at my – when you see that whole series, the water series, um, there's no Photoshop to that. That's wow. the water just doing whatever it needs to do. And then when you see the ones that have a whole lot of color, I throw fabric into the pool and that's how I get all my color and it just looks yeah it looks like a painting wow 
Mm-hmm. You just weigh the fabric down, or what do you do? No, no, actually, you don't want to get fabric that's too heavy because that just sinks to the bottom. You want to get this really light organza type uh, kind fabric. Of it's just kind of, yeah, it just floats through, and then you get different textures. Also, it depends on whether the model is like really swimming and really churning up the water, or whether it's just real smooth and glass like. So, you can play with textures along with the colors and everything else that's going on. Nice. And you've had some amazing showings. If you want to talk about that, uh, how, what's it like to have someone appreciate your work? That's kind of, uh, kind of gratifying. Yeah, no, no, it's great. And Palm Springs has been really great for for uh, for being uh, honored. And I just got done. I had a show up at Joshua Tree Art Gallery. It actually closes this Saturday. Wait. Fred? Yeah. You know Fred? Can you play writing? Oh, Fred's a great guy. I see that. We that is so weird. Mm-hmm. Who's Fred? I know Jim. Who's Fred? Jim Berg is my writing partner. I know that. That's Frederick Bullman. And they oh. went to the Tree Art Gallery. That is so weird. Yeah. Wow. Is that no? Yeah. Wow. So I made the connection. Nothing. No. Hmm. No. No. Fred never told us. No. I. Thanks a lot, Fred. Fred, how rude. Listen, he probably talk about maybe part of I only know Fred for art, and we were on the artist council of the museum here together on the board. But yeah, wow. But then I've got I've got two pieces in the studio door in San Diego for Gay Pride coming up there. Oh, nice. And then coming up in the fall in October, I'm I'm giving a speech about my decade in the desert and how. Living here in the desert has changed my art and what has developed, uh, and then followed by a big premiere at the Steve Jansen Gallery here in Palm Springs of the Planets. And so I'm doing, oh, he's painting a wall black for me, at least that's what he's promised, uh, and I'm doing circular uh, photos printed on metal of the Roman or Greek gods that the planets and moons and sun represent. Really? Yeah. And you're using live models for that? Or we're going? Well, no, I mean, they, it'll be photographs. But right, yeah. so you're going to use live models? Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't want to use dead models. Well, <laughs> that got right. me in trouble before. And, and where do you find all these gorgeous models? Um, Does Palm they, Springs have one or two good-looking gay men? One or two. Oh, you know, okay. you hang out in enough resorts, and you can find them. So Look right here. Exactly. <laughs> I do I have some very light fabric in my room. I right. <laughs> we can jump in the pool after this. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And Fred better just show it. It's right. also a dream. Uh-oh, Fred. Fred, you blow it. You should say to Fred. I just texted Jim, man. Oh, okay. Gary, okay. you're not talking about me. We're getting a little... Now, we talked about you also dabble in real estate a little bit. I've been shocked at the affordability of Palm Springs as opposed to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a big factor in coming here? And what is it like as the housing market here is starting to become saturated? I see them building a lot of stuff here now. And they're actually going two stories on Sunday. Oh, my stories. goodness, I know two stories. Talk about that. Um, let's see. Well, actually, most of my real estate is actually real estate photography. Okay. And, but I, I – watch the market go crazy. I go up and down because, you know, you take a picture and you go, you take, you shoot a house and they're like, it's perfect. It's a three bedroom. It's with a pool. It's 325. You know, it's going to be gone in the weekend. Right. Um, uh, and then, I mean, 
the, the market goes up and down. It's, it's pretty high right now, mostly because of all the Airbnb people coming out here to buy up properties. Well, they're legally trying to stop that. Well, they're, they're trying to limit it, yeah. And so, and it all depends on which side of the political mess you're going to be on with that. And we're talking about that. We heard that, like, Coachella, you could get thousands of bucks there. You could make your rent for the year. Right. Coachella. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it could, it could, you could very well come home to a destroyed house. Right. Uh, depending on, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's a real touchy situation. I'm kind of about the, uh, Houses aren't zoned to be hotels. Right. Uh, and so that big party next to you shouldn't, you know, you'd rather have your neighbor, and you understand when your neighbor has a party. Right. But when it's every weekend because it's somebody different, you know, then it becomes an issue. I have a house near me that's like that. Mm-hmm. So I sent them a note saying to keep the volume down because I have a, like, a little baby. Right. I admit it, I lied. I used to <laughs> the baby. Right. Right. It works. No, it did not. No, it did not. I think it's going to be Chelsea. I came down here, or I said I came down here one night. One night. Right. And I didn't know it was Chelsea week or whatever. Right. right. Motel 6 wanted $795 for one night for rent. I was was in shock. Yeah. $195 for a Motel 6. Yeah, no, this town was nuts. It's like, that's the question. Are you saying you real estate photography? Are you doing drone photography yet? Are you getting interested in that? Do you have no interest in that? I've got no interest in that. I've got enough stuff going on that it's like there's plenty of people that do it and that's good for them, but um What's in your regular art thing, I think you'd find to have to do an overhead picture. Well, I've actually had uh there's another photographer in town, uh Mark Hamilton, that I use his partner, Juan Francisco, who's about Six six and you know two forty and Mark has brought um, his drone along to our shoots. Oh nice, okay. And so we've gotten yeah, there's some great video coverage of of what goes on and what happens and stuff That's like that. So. Well, thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it, Terry. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll get everyone's uh, social to that. We're going to take another break. We're going to do a little bit of Preston Wiggins. Soul Survivor, you're listening to the Leftist Great Show live from Palm Springs. Be back in just a couple minutes. Take it away, Jordan. Every lesson builds a weapon. I got a few with me right now, but I can taste the freedom, release the demons. Like a scar, I can't 
right back now is Preston Wiggins with Soul Survivor. Guys, they have four marvelous men here in Palm Springs, and we're going to move on to Mr. Scott Travis. Um, been doing so many things with your entrepreneur and, uh, yeah. No. Okay, I'm lost. All right. Hey there, everyone. We're back. Uh, <laughs> um, entrepreneur, producer, worked with so many great um, web series over the years, so many different projects in Hollywood, um, both LGBT and ally-driven. Talk about businessman first. Um, you started this candle company. It's uh, very important that they're soy-based. Yeah. Um, this, but it's not candles anymore. Now we're in stents. We're in uh, movie stars. <laughs> Talk about this. Well, <clears throat> I used to work for Warner Brothers. I, I've, been, I've been doing entertainment for my whole life since, you know, day one of my first job. And but on the finance side. Um Around 10 years ago, I had a heart attack and I had to quit my job because so I was working way too much. And um, I started my own private little company. I wanted something to keep me busy. And um, it kind of exploded a little bit more than I anticipated. And um, we've moved from, if it's all, we're all soy, we're so healthy, that's soy, like everything's all natural. Um, you know, we don't use synthetic you know, fragrances, we call cotton wicks, you know, you name it. It's, it's all soy. And then we went from there to, I went from online to private to private label. So I have clients that I make channels for all the time. Um, and then we went from there to celebrity branding. So now we have celebrities on our docket, and I keep adding celebrities all the time. Um, and we make a private label for them, for them to have the, the name on to sell or to, you know, you know what have you, give away the gifts or however they want to work it. Right. And then all of a sudden, um, Michael Carl, who is a very good friend of mine, me to do one for him. Well, we sat down and we talked about it. We didn't do a candle for him. He wanted to do a cologne, and I had never made one before, so I had no freaking clue what to do. Right. Thank God for Google. Um, and we created this cologne. And one cologne has now gone to, I just created my eighth. Nice. Um, in three years. And um, the eighth but one. But you can't patent a scent, right? So that's a scent. good thing about it is you can. If you can create something and nobody can do anything about it. Yeah, but I, I and I created it myself. So you know everything that I have on my website, you know, um, all my clients have their own scent. You know, I and I do not sell them if I have a if it's a private label. Right. Um, they do. So they just get it from me, and I you know, they sell on their in their stores or whatever. Um, and then so I'm on my eighth cologne, um, and then. So we now 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 we've moved into CBD lotion, which is great. Which I, I put one in. Oh, you're gonna get that, and it's great. I was actually thinking about it today. My hands have been really stiff for some reason all day long, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I put a little bit of lotion on it. A little, <laughs> a little, a little lotion on my hands, and I fly to the fly now. Mm, that's what I'm saying. It's the pot. It's the lotion. It's the lotion. CBD for the people that don't know is an non-active ingredient yes. in marijuana. Yes.
try I need them to try more more expand. So um, I'm gonna have to bring an employee to one of these days now because I do everything myself. And I mean, I just got an email from a client who's gonna want a thousand uh, in like two weeks, and I'm doing it myself, and I do it in my studio at home. So it's like it, it's kind of a little complicated, but it works. That is crazy. That works. And that's what I mean. You know what? You called me mad about it. I'm telling you, I'm stuck at my But you know, maybe I do have so much energy, and I think maybe that's why I'm so driven when it comes to my company. But then, on the flip side, I swore I'd never go back to entertainment again. Here I am going back to entertainment. I just opened a new production company. Um, talk, I want to talk about that. Um, you and Luis are both. Luis is my partner. So you have um, Travis Hunt Productions, yeah. named after your father. I, it's my, it's my, my, me, my, my name. My, my first father's name also Travis. Um, but my, my stepfather, who was a very, who was the most wonderful man on the planet. Sorry. Um, that was the way it um, His last name was Huntsberger. So it's Travis Hunt's production. I just like the name. And talk about, let's start about Aunt Sissy first. I mean, this is your mom. We've talked about Kathy yeah. Arden. She has a, her own star. I just walked yeah, her eye the other day Spring, yeah. in Palm Springs. She sure. played um, <laughs> Sissy in Family Affair yeah. for those of us that are of a certain age. Uh-huh. Um, along with Portia Mary Solomon. She also played Fire, she was the voice of Firestar on Spider Man with Amazing Friends. And I just found out, I had a guest pop up last year. I don't think I told you. I think I told Louis mm-hmm. earlier today. Louis. But, um, Louis, sorry. <laughs> um, but she actually did a cookbook with a guy that yeah. I interviewed here from Tom. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of amazing, I thought, too. But talk about this That's series. You're going to take her character and move it forward in time, right? Um, okay, so how this came about is... Uh, my mom, my mom and I, my mom lived in Hillsborough in Northern California, near San Francisco, and Cherry Ray was doing a psycho, a psycho musical. So I asked my mom, let's go up there and let's go and see the show. So I drove all the way up there just to see his show with my mom. We were sitting there in the audience, and she's, she, and she's like looking at the, we're watching the show, and she turns to me right in the middle of the why don't we do something about, like a, kind of like a sort of a reboot, a family affair. Well, it started from there, <laughs> and it went... All, and this was before the reboot started coming out. And we were, this was like three years ago. <laughs> and it went from that to Aunt Sissy. And what it is, is it's, uh, it's though she played Sissy in Family Fair, um, we have moved it forward 50 years. So it's kind of like a continuation, but it's not from Family Fair. It's just we're, we're doing, kind of, it's kind of just like a little nod to Family Fair. But we wanted Sissy to be, to play on its own. We want we want a, you know we want we want the old audiences from family there, right. but we want a new audience. So we want it to stand alone. So um, brought in my mom had Michael Vaccaro has written the, the scripts. It's gone through like five writing uh, uh, you know five rewrites already, and we finally finished the script perfectly. Um, Billy Cliff is directing it. He's a friend of mine. Which knows everything about copyright law. Yeah. It's Billy's movie, so he knows exactly what he can use for Billy yeah. there. And he, so Billy went in and did some rewrites on the script. Um, then I did my rewrites on the script. <laughs> and then gave to my mom, and she gave her rewrites on the script. And then, of course, I gave it back to Billy to do more rewrites. Because um, we thought we were my mom wanted. Um, except the alcohol based stuff. Um, we, she didn't want to be drunk. Um, so he fixed that. But um, we have Patricia Darbo. Um, she, she was in um, General Hospital and Full of the Beautiful. 
took the, uh, two major women in, the, in, in his book series and made them like the matriarchs of these families fighting against each other. It's like it's like a dynasty Miller's place and queer folk. Right. If you had a baby, they all three of them had a baby and played kids. Nice. So it, it, it's it's really compelling. It's it's great. I love it. It's, it's, it's really exciting. So we're we're still funding, and once we get the funding, we'll start finishing off this casting and then go from there. All right, great. Well, keep us informed on all that. Thanks again for all the lovely gifts. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Here. You're welcome. Let's go ahead and take one final break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Luis. Uh, let's go ahead and take away from Matt Van Foss and go to the country. So where are you going to run to now? Take it away, Jordan. Sun coming up with Virginia How we just couldn't sleep In the bed that you made We gonna run to now We gonna run to now Radio on coffee Black in your cup Don't know where you're going Only know you can't stop We gonna run
And we are back. That was our good buddy Matt Van Fossen from West Virginia uh, with Where Are You Going to Run To Now? Guys, we're having an amazing show today here in Palm Springs, our second-to-last show of the Big Day Road Trip before we head back to Ohio. And I'm so excited. we got a special guest today. Uh, we have Luis Teixeira. I'm closer that time, right? Yeah, we get closer. Getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Um, actor, producer, um, fantastic story coming from Brazil. You came here seven years ago without knowing the language. You were an actor in Brazil. And so you wanted to put what brought you to America? Talk about this journey. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a great thing. Um, I've, you know, this journey of life, I, I got lost professionally many times and I was in a time that I thought, well, with all the struggle, with all the effort that I always put in everything I choose, I was not getting any results. And then I said, there is no reason to to postpone. You know, just go straight to what you want. And I wanted to get involved in the film industry. I've been an actor in Brazil for four years. I'm in school doing plays in Sao Paulo and all the, you know, doing uh, 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 schools, actually. We talked about uh, schools. Uh, and I was playing in schools. Like, my first play was uh, for kids. Wow. So I was traveling all over Sao Paulo region, you know, this little town. And um, and then uh, always talk, talk about standing in the air lost there. How you were coming to oh, America? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and then I thought I have you know I love theater and I love it, but my reference, but my mom never brought me to a theater to watch the play. Right. And then when I lived in Sao Paulo, I it, I was you know, one time in my life I was very Christian, very Christian. And then I was in that church specifically, and then there was beside me there was this guy who owned a theater, uh, uh, theater school. Okay. So we became friends, and he invited me to watch one of the, the plays. So, you know, these people are they're graduating. Do you want to watch one of the plays? And yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, wanted to make more friends around in Sao Paulo from a different town. Right. And, yeah, I'm going to go. So when I watched it, I was Paul. Oh, my God. It's like the time to stop to do this is, I want to own this. I want to learn this thing. Nice. So I started starting that company in that uh, uh, school, and that's when, you know, the journey started, my interest on doing uh, theater. But I didn't know, you know, what, what the heck that, you know, after I got burned out, the first time I got burned out with uh, acting is when um, I was doing my side jobs in, in the acting. I was not making any money. I was miserable, actually. And this is very common in this industry. Right. A lot of work was starting to quit. And this is what happened to me for the first time in Brazil. And I said, well, one day I'll figure out ways to come back. Well, you know, after a while, I was totally apart from acting and nothing was going on. And I said, I have to go straight to the point. I'm going to go to the United States. I wanted to, uh, you know, learn the language. I wanted to do this here. But I thought at first that I would do it for business because my background is on business. I'm okay. graduating in business. You know, and uh, it took me a, a long journey. I did my post graduation in New York City, and then I uh, I got stuck there. I came down to LA for production first at UCLA Extension. Right. So the, at the end of the first quarter, I said I need to come. If I am to pursue this industry, I actually have to come back to acting so I can get interested into cinematography. You know, lighting, 
all, all that stuff, without being an actor, I don't have interest to learn those things. Right. So when I came back, everything, you know, becomes easier for me. And, and, and um, I got so excited. And here I am. I got to know this, this boy here, <laughs> little boy. Scott little boy? The magic one. The magic one. And you said that you really love the learning the art of it. You love going to school for it. And it's just, it's, it's, always, it's always something you can learn new in acting, right? Well, I didn't know anything about production and cameras until I did this first quarter at UCLA Extension, mm-hmm. which I said, well, this is great, but you know what? As a producer, I, I, I would lose interest as I lost to do business, you know right. what I mean? But now, now as an actor, I became interested in, okay, let's, let's learn camera, let's learn line, let's learn audio. I ended up like buying cameras and audio devices and all the the labs, the boom, the right. learning. I started shooting short films. People asked me to do that, and then I had a chance to. That's when I met uh, uh, Trav, uh, Scott Travis. Um, get his name right. Yeah, well, Scott Travis. Whoever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was invited to shoot it, and then I did the first uh, commercial for Michael Vaccaro. I was invited by Michael Vaccaro to do that, and that's when I met him. And then for the se- I did the second commercial. And now here I am. We're together in this journey for two production TV series. It's a huge uh, 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 project, and I'm very excited just, you know, to see where we can get with it. And you really guys are doing all hats, right? I mean, you were reading scripts today. You're mm-hmm. doing yeah. script talks, and you're going through set design. Yeah. You have to figure out location. Yeah. This is a whole yeah. nine yards, right? It is. But I'm going to tell you something. I, you know, I, I wouldn't do that. Scott is the one pulling the whole thing. I am supporting, you know, to what, considering what I know, what I can do, um, and I just, just I'm bigger. just trusting, getting bigger in the idea and, and getting people involved, you know, this networking thing, it, it's getting exciting, very exciting. And on the acting point, is there something that you really would like to sink your teeth into? Do you like a drama? Do you like a comedy? What What are you drawn to acting on? Yeah, well, drama is it was it used to be my main thing. So in school now, uh, I always thought that I sucked in comedy because <laughs> I tend to be very serious in, in my in my profession, in my, my life. And, all. Right. <laughs> and then suddenly I got the t- uh, a, a student asking me to do the scene with them, the comedy, and so oh my God, comedy, me doing comedy all the time. Ended up being very good. So it's you just saying my comedy. I was going to suggest yeah, that. I was going to suggest that. Did come audition workshops last week. Yeah. A lot of us did come in. Okay. So, oh, we're going to say that. They're funny. I, I think I, I always thought that I was confident. Yes, I always thought that I stuck. Yeah. And what turned you around? Um, was, I wouldn't say that it turned me around. <laughs> but I'm letting, you know, like, it happens the way it is. And, and I, I, I see lights. You know, I just have to keep going in it. Keep going, and I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And um, how is it doing all this and, and starting to see some success and starting to see all this hard work um, become more and more? And then, you, like you said, your family's still in Brazil. Is it tough to not be able to share this with them? Um, are you doing it to, sh- to prove to them what you can do? What, what's going what's gonna to make this worthwhile for you? Well, to be honest, you know, like, when you when you're in the live, like 
Yeah, there's part of me that wants to prove because of all the failures that I've had. Um, I try to ignore that and just have fun in the process. But um, being far from my parents, uh, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I was close to them. My parents, they were never close to music and, and art. You know, I, mean, I am the only one in the family doing this. So I have to be grateful, but at the same time, now they understand a little bit more. I brought them to theater, and they love it. They always go. Nice. So they understand. They struggle. They understand my uh, my path. But uh, it's getting to a point where I need to visit them more because I miss them so much. Right. Yeah. That's great, though. It's great that they're you're able to start living the dreams. They're going to see that. They're going to see inside you. It's going to <coughs> that whole relationship turn yeah. to a whole different level. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for being on the Left of Straight show today. I've had a wonderful time with you all. We're running out of time. Woo-hoo. Uh, let's make sure everyone can follow you. Stan, give where they can, uh, where you're going to be, those oh five God. places again, and the best place to follow you. Zimmermanstan.com. Uh, I have a website, um, Instagram, Facebook, but the website has all the dates and times and places to buy tickets. Very, very good. And Mr. Perry? The Hastings Gallery, either .com or Instagram, find me there and uh, send me a note and say you uh, heard me here. Beautiful. Uh, Mr. Scott Travis? Oh, there's, there's so many I don't know now. Um, CCCandleLA.com for you know, candles and what private label and cologne and what have you. Travis on Productions.com um, at CCCandleLA Facebook and uh, I'm all over the place. Either CCCandleLA or Travis on Productions. Very, very good. Luis? Well, uh, I'm renewing all my social media. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, get it, I have my uh, website, LuisBichetta.com, which is totally focused on coaching. I was shifting my business into uh, a program for entrepreneurs, leadership and managing operations. We didn't talk about that. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, but I have to remodel everything. So I would say for the show for the subject, I would say just go to uh, Scott Travis' website. In front Travis of, on production. Yeah. Travis Hunt production and you gotta get the Instagram going, baby. Yeah. 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 I have Instagram if you're an actor. Well you gotta come back on the show, we gotta talk about your coaching too. We didn't go into that. I wanna make sure we get into that. So let me call in when I get back to Ohio. Guys, I appreciate it. Jordan, thank you in Ohio. We appreciate all your button pressing back there. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Jordan, we are going to uh, go ahead and out with my buddy Kevin McHale from Glee. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He has a brand new album out, Boy, so be sure to pick up his new EP, Boy, by Kevin McHale from Glee. Him and Jen Ishkowitz, great friends of the show. Check out their interview a couple weeks back. And we're going to play his song, Help Me Now. Thanks for listening to Left of Stranger. We have our very last show tomorrow. Coming from the Indoor Resort in Palm Springs, our good friends, and Sam's good friend, Artie Daly is going to be joining us. He has his Bad Boy web series just going gangbusters over on YouTube. And, of course, we have our good friend, social media influencers, celebrity hairstylist, and celebrity fitness trainer, Craig Ramsey and Brendan Liberati joining us for our final show tomorrow. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Left of Straight, L-E-F-T-O-F-S-C-R, and the number eight. On Facebook, it's the Left of Straight Show or Left of Straight uh, Radio. Follow us there. We appreciate it. Jordan, go ahead and play us out. Help me now, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
just can't help myself. I hate it even more than you do. Never know when I will be through. Yeah, I got an answer your question. You sure you still love me? Give me some 